Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group. You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. Art, Luke, let's get to it. The Fed should be keeping inflation in check, but that's not happening. Raising interest rates could help, but at what cost? I want you to hear this clip from Eddie Gabor, who told Fox Business, the stock market is not going to react well. As an investor, ask yourself, do you think the Fed can engineer a soft landing? If you think they do, then you're fine taking risk on. I don't think there's any way in hell they're going to be able to navigate a soft landing. And if they don't, you're going to see the market crash, in our opinion. And a crash means go back down to 20% or lower. All right, 20%, not good. So when you do a risk assessment, what do you find the most often? Do you agree with what Eddie had to say? Well, usually when we see a risk assessment or, or when we do one here at the office, there's clients are usually taking too much risk. And right now, the most risk in the market is your technology stocks your high flyers, right? The ones that need to borrow money to make money because borrowing money is getting more expensive. You know, what, what Eddie just mentioned, the 20% decline. Well, we've already seen that this year. Uh, we've seen it a couple times, right? The, the NASDAQ's been down more than 20% this year already. So is that the low is, is the real question because historically when you start raising interest rates, when the Fed begins and they already have, usually that's a good sign for the stock market up to a certain point. And I agree, the Fed has never really gave us a soft landing. It's usually an inverted yield curve. They raise rates too high, and then we have a recession. But it's not always. But the soft landing is everybody's hope. That's what they're supposed to do. It's supposed to. It's very <laughs> difficult. It, it seems like the Fed always is behind the eight ball a little bit you know so they start raising a little too late and then they keep going a little bit too long and they kind of overcook it in both directions so what typically will happen is their raising starts too late you know they should have probably started raising luke had said this about a couple months ago you know probably summer of last year and they didn't so they were late to the game so when they do start raising the economy itself you know as rates go up begins to start correcting itself you know we've already seen the beginning of the year we were looking at a 4% GDP. They've already revised it down to about 3.8. So we're already seeing the cost of fuel, uh, the gas pricing now being around $4 a gallon instead of $2.10 a gallon a year ago is already having an effect because everything across the board is more expensive and Mm -hmm. everything goes around this country by truck. So anything that fuel touches, if it's a petroleum-based product, which means all of our tires, everything that is petroleum-based, our oil changes, everything we do with our automobiles are gonna be more expensive right now. So that kind of sets a new level and a new bar. We've seen housing go up dramatically because of the COVID supply shortages and the supply chain interruptions. We've got all these people that wanna move and buy homes and there's not enough inventory. So you've had housing prices be extremely high for this period, but yet, it's starting to check, but you can't even see it yet because it's not in the system because you still have people on waiting lists to try to get into homes they wanted to buy last year. Mm -hmm. So all that stuff takes time. So the Fed's making moves right now based on old data in a sense. And then as that data starts correcting and becoming more and more new, all of a sudden, whoa, we kind of overdid it. And then boom, you know, you have an overdone. So then they got to start cutting back on rates again. So yes, soft landing is the anticipated goal, but it seems like they're very, very incapable of doing that. If you look at a chart, it's usually, you know, the, the Fed, when they increase their interest rates, mm-hmm. it's usually a stair step up with an elevator down. Yeah. So if you go back in time, the <laughs> elevator down means, oops, <laughs> yes. the economy's going bad, we're going to recession, let's slash rates again, you know, give people 0% interest on their 
trucks or whatever. Let's get people buying and, and going on credit and things like that. So it's um, history doesn't always repeat itself, but it usually rhymes. Right. <laughs> what? Okay, Luke, what I are you like telling that, somebody? Luke. That is good. That's good. That's words of wisdom from Luke. Words what, of wisdom. What are you telling people right now that are calling you up that are just seeing this every day? The inflation, interest rates, you know, CPI is at a 40-year high. What are you telling people right now? Go into protection mode or let's work on your plan? Well, one of the things that we have been trying to do is be in protection mode, you know, really since last summer. So when we're kind of coming off some of our all time highs, when you see the S&P almost hitting 30 percent in 2021, you know, we've hit really, really all time highs. So we started hedging against some downside just because we figured we would come off the all time highs just from a normal kind of a sell off that happens when you have real historic highs. But then. As we entered this year and as all the inflation became more and more of a predominant problem, we had, you know, 7% last year. We move into this year. Now we're in the 8% range. Luke and I started looking at how high does this go? You know, how high do we feel like inflation is going to be? So we started looking at all of our data, looking at all of our experts and talking to them. So we feel like it might get as high as 10% this year and then start back before it starts to back off. And it all depends on, you know, how this all kind of works together with our supply chain interruptions are still here. You know, that has not changed. Uh, we're getting interruptions across the board. So we're getting interruptions in food. We're getting interruptions in all kinds of parts and equipment and supplies. I have a ring that has to go in my little pool thing that is on a back order. You know, there's just all kinds of things uh, that are on slow inventory kind of breakdown. So Julie had a little fender bender in our yard and she scratched her bumper and, and ran into a rock. So that's, she just backed up in the rain, didn't see the rock and hit it. Oops. Well, I took it over to get it fixed. And I said, um, by the way, since this car is drivable and there's no real damage other than outside, I know it needs a new bumper and so forth. I said, my wife would like to keep her car and not have a rental for a long period of time. Do you have an idea of how long it'll take to get the bumper in? He goes, no. Oh. He goes, I have a Mercedes here that was, came in last October. I went October last year. He said, yes. Wow. So I said, well, yeah, we want to drive it until you get the bumper. So can you call when you get the bumper, please? Wow. So those are real problems. Those are real issues. Um, and that kind of intertwines all the different things that the Fed has to look at. And they're notorious. They're kind of like the government will always overpromise and underdeliver. Mm -hmm. The Fed kind of does the same thing. They kind of overpromise on what their expectation on it is. And it seems like they underdeliver on the performance side. Uh, or just out of curiosity, how long had the rock been there? That she ran into. Well, to be fair to Jules, it was raining hard. Okay. The dog was in the car. Okay. And it was a neighbor's house that was out of town, and she was trying to back up and get their trash can in the property and not get run over in the middle of the street. A lot of details here for running into a rock. <laughs> it is a big rock, too. If you see this rock, it stands about four feet tall and it's about three feet wide. But it is on the side of the driveway, so I could see how she could hit it. But her car beeps and makes all kinds of noises if you get close to things. Yeah. So I don't know how she ignored the beeping that is so obnoxiously loud bef before you even get close it's doing that. So... I don't know. I don't know. No, I just say yes, dear. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, we'll dear. get it fixed. Yeah, how <laughs> dare that rock jump up and hit you? Sorry, you hit the rock. <laughs> Unacceptable. We will take that rock out and throw it in the river. Okay. The seven seven two two eight one fifty two twenty three. No cost, no obligation to you from the team at the McPherson Financial Group. There was a one poll survey that found that forty percent of American adults receive eleven scam emails a month. Which, you've asked me, that sounds incredibly low. 
I, I probably get about 20 a week. Yes. I get five scam calls a day. I know, right? I got one. I got a, a spam scam call from Snowflake, Arizona. Snowflake, Arizona. That sounds really legit, doesn't it? I, to me, it sounds like a college campus. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. So that survey also found that boomers get about 10 scam calls a month. Again, feels low. But most of these calls, all in emails, they involve taxes. And a lot of us think that taxes are kind of a scam anyway. But, you know, Art, it, Luke, as we talk about all the time, a good tax plan includes taking every legal tax break possible. So do you find that clients are a little surprised at the amount of possible tax breaks that we can find? Yes, because that is usually not a discussion that your tax preparer will have with you. Your tax preparer is trying to make sure you are filing correctly. So they want to make sure that your 1099s, your K-1s, all those kind of things are reported properly. You didn't miss any forms. You're not telling the IRS any information that should have been reported that you forgot or you left out. Um, But when you're talking about opportunities, ways to classify things, how to have a small business and have income derived from the small business and what you can write off through a small business versus just being a, you know, not a small business. There's all kinds of opportunities for people to do things that the tax code is more beneficial. And especially when you come to retirement income and retirement planning, there's all kinds of things you can do where you give donations and you give away money and you do charitable donation investments where you can kind of get big lump sum tax write-offs on the front side, and then you still have use and access to your money for up to a 20-year period. So there's all kinds of neat things you can do, but you need to know how to ask the question, and you need to have experts on your team to be able to educate you about what to ask, because your tax preparer is not going to do that. You have a good client example of, of a new client. She's a local realtor, so she had a good year last year, as a lot of you realtors have in this, in this housing market but she didn't have anything saved yet. So we created a plan for her that I think knocked maybe 10 to $15,000 off of her tax bill. Now she still had to save more than that, you know, in in a certain vehicle. We were looking at the SEP IRA, the solo 401k, you know, even a defined benefit plan. I mean, there's a lot of avenues to go down. It's just difficult when there's so many ways to save in taxes for somebody to, to do it on their own, right? If you don't know all of these I don't even want to call them loopholes, but if you don't know about all of these opportunities and different ways to think outside the box and how you can save money, then you are just going to, you know, put numbers on paper, give your taxes to your CPA, and and they're going to file your return. But we encourage all of our clients, everyone listening, to create a tax plan and come talk to us this year to help save on 2022 taxes. Speaking of uh, CPAs, how's Mark Bernard doing? He's doing good. He has just passed his crush week, you know, where he's trying to get everybody filed by Monday. We had an extra weekend this year because of the 15th and where it fell. So they extended it to April 18th. But um, he's through it. We've got a few people that had to extend and get some extensions. But it's been tougher for Mark this year because it's his first year with us. Right. And what that means is he doesn't have all the pre-work done. You know, all so he has to create all the pre-work in addition to the actual filing. So all of his ways to organize to make sure he's able to check and verify all the data. So it's always hardest the first year. And this is his first year with us and a first year. So it's... 
been twice as hard for him. <laughs> you know, Mark Bernard, the in-house CPA for the McPherson Financial Group. And it's also hard because it's his first year and you still make him park across the street. So I know it's true. I mean, he has to walk a little bit more. Luke won't give up his golf cart spot. Come on, Luke, help Mark out. It's a tough time of year. When you, call Not the, anymore. <laughs> when you call the McPherson Financial Group, that tax strategy, that conversation about how we can adjust your strategy, and that's included with that complimentary consultation. 772-281-5223. We have a representative standing by right now to talk to you and get on the schedule to sit down with Luke McCarty and Art McPherson and the team of the McPherson Financial Group. And speaking of April, you know, it's that month when a lot of CDs mature with a grace period that normally allows you up to 10 days to do something else with the money. And I'm questioning CDs. I need an education on CDs because does it make sense to move those funds into retirement investments? And aren't CDs just kind of typically out of date? CDs, they feel out of date because there's not much of an interest rate. Mm-hmm. Six to 12 months from now, you may get a better rate on a CD. Um, you're getting a better rate now than you did six months prior. But you know, CDs are going to pay very low interest because they're guaranteed. So if you want to move money from a CD into a retirement investment, you need to make sure you're not jumping too much in a risk class. So we have investments that you know, can be guaranteed like a CD that have a better rate than the CD. You know, we have other conservative investments. I wouldn't necessarily take all your CD money out and buy individual stocks unless that's part of your plan. If you have other safe assets outside, but we here at McPherson Financial Group have better performing assets with the same risk level of a CD. And that's what we would recommend because the CD right now I don't know what they're paying currently since the Fed raised interest rates a little bit, but I know three to six months ago it was paying basically nothing. So just be careful. And if you're going to look for a CD, I'd wait till the Fed raises interest rates a little bit more. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number a one. Today's show has been a work of art. 